1: I'm Billy, nice. and you book a match with me—that's right, killing! Look at me—I'm a total package. I will rip him apart. I'm
0: pissed now. Where to? <laughs> Wrestle Roasts on ad-free shows and ABC. welcome everybody to Wrestle Roasts. Uh, we just recorded ten minutes that went absolutely fucking nowhere because my computer crashed. Um Yeah, uh, I'm here with Mr. Robert Carplus joining us back from vacation. How are you doing, Robert? You, I saw your. Soul- I'm doing
1: just as well as I was ten minutes ago. Uh, I'm tanned. I'm relaxed. I. Uh, it was my flu. It was my first time in a very long time going away on vacation. Missed Money in the Bank live. Missed Raw live. Missed Dynamite live. Uh, muted the group t- chat that you guys all have with us. Come back to 289 missed text messages, and nobody died. So you know that just gives you guys a little peek behind the curtain of what it's like to be uh uh part of the wrestle roast crew but uh it's uh it's good to be back. I missed you guys uh got a chance to catch up on everything a lot of wrestling stuff to talk about this would be a fun show.
0: Oh our souls definitely died during the Jack Perry promo, but enough of that folks. We are talking money in the bank. We're talking dynamite. Uh but first we'll show business off the way. Uh, For Patreon, we're we're off this week, but then July 17th, Great American Bash, 1996. July 24th, Hell Comes to Frogtown, starring Roddy Piper. July 31st, the roast of Arnold Schwarzenegger and Brian Alvarez. You're getting two for the price of one, folks. On our regular show next week, we're doing the roast of Sable and Mabel. July 21st, Ruin a Babyface, Destroy a Heel. July 28th, Wrestling Trivia Game. Let's get to premium current events.
1: What's the great week? about this, guys, is, is we just, since we just did all this, Dan had a really anime. like everything he just talked about had an anecdote. It was a lot of fun. It's all gone. You just got the nuts and bolts uh, of it. It's like, it's like what happens to a WWE commentator before they get Vince in their ear and they're all full <laughs> of life and they're like, "I'm gonna make this my own." God damn it, just give them the facts. Uh, you, you, you became uh, Michael Cole, so old Michael Cole, not the new vibrant, happy Michael Cole, which I don't. I don't like Michael Cole happy. It's, it's unnerving. I don't know if
0: I like, that's what I mean. Um, I don't know if I like, because I think like sometimes he, he just kind of sucks in different ways now, you know, cause he'll get like too excited. Like he's, he's good when he's calmed down, but like when he gets too excited, it's the Michael Cole problem where the one thing Vince knows is like, all right, you just can't let Michael Cole be Michael Cole. Um, because then the whole world will hate us.
1: Pretty much, they they've got him like reined in. Uh, I feel like that's that's why they like Kevin Patrick because he's just a robot. Uh, oh, he, he is, is a God. yes, he is an Irish Chat GPT, and he's uh, he's a delight.
0: He is an animatronic leprechaun you see in the window of a CBS on St. Patrick's Day. That's what <laughs> that's what Kevin Patrick is. He's the ultimate. No one has an opinion of the guy. He's not good. He's not. Sometimes he's bad. Most of the time he's just fine.
1: I I really liked Byron Saxton. I wish Saxton was still doing commentary. So I think compliant. he was, he was good in that role. He was good at just kind of carrying what, you know, saying what needs to be said, had a clear voice, spoke at the right tone, hit the right marks. It's weird that they shifted him to the backstage role that he's in. When do you think Michael Cole leaves? Uh, as soon as his wife finds the stuff on his phone, (laughs) (laughs) uh, I don't, I don't know. You know, he's, the job has gotten easier for him now. Now he's, you know, VP in charge of commentators. So his, his responsibility is overseeing all the different assignments, overseeing all the different roles and people. Uh, so it's a second income. He really only has to travel on the road. One day a week, maybe he goes to Raw. I don't. I don't even know if he actually physically goes to Raw or not. So he could probably phone this in for another ten years at least. It's it's not the uh, the the Michael Cole the coal miner era where he was taking bumps and actually doing anything. Here it's just kind of sit on autopilot, wait for uh, a Roman Reigns entrance, lay out for seven to eight minutes, and then plug you know Castrol GTX.
0: I think also what's helped Cole is that he hasn't had to introduce Roman as the big dog, which was like the ultimate douche chills or uh, or Sasha Banks. And he was really bad at introducing either of them. It was very tough. But- he was
1: bad at it. And that's why Pat McAfee was so good, because Pat would say the stupid shit that you have to say. But like when Seamus and then would come out and he'd scream, it's fight night. Like he generally got amped up for it and it was kind of great. Whereas Cole was just constantly going through the motions uh it's like the live action version of when you play like a bad video game and the commentators are just saying the same lines over and over again that's how Cole constantly feels
0: well think about this for years Pat McAfee has to pretend has had to pretend that Aaron Rodgers is interesting so you know bringing that to you know sports entertainment I, I think it's I I think it's, you know, it was a wise move to bring him over. But our premium current events, we haven't uh, done that segment in a while. Before we get the money to the bank, before we get to Dynamite or Dud, the biggest news in wrestling this week is Collision is cratering. It is uh, getting the ratings that Rampage is. I think it only beat Rampage by, you know, a couple of 10,000. It's losing to NXT. uh, It's second big flagship show starring... CM Punk starring all these, you know, ex WWE guys that have prominent spots on the WrestleMania card, like Miro. Miro came out in a fucking tank to WrestleMania 31. And, you know, it's just a show that's kind of there. I do think, you know, I, I I will say this. It's a, it's, it's a better show I think than dynamite as far as the layout right now, it's a little more refreshing. It does have that like kind of WCW Saturday night feel But it just feels like WCW Saturday night, kind of meaningless. Um, It feels like whatever happens on there, um, you know, exists in its own bubble. And Tony's just trying to promote too many things at one time. CM Punk doesn't look particularly interested. Like he was doing a promo this past week on Dynamite, which we'll get to where he was talking about Joe. And he just sounds checked out already. Uh, even though it is an interesting, I mean, it's an interesting story. Um, I don't know, you know, I I think a lot of this is hubris. I was saying to Robert on our earlier recording, I think, you know, people can bitch about WWE having too many creatives and WWE creative sucks. And it it often isn't great, but uh, they at least have enough hands. And Triple H is smart enough to know that he's not the smartest person in the room. And I think Vince having as much distance, even though he is still, apparently pulling some strings has helped the show enormously i think tony's running on fumes man and you know we kind of got all these great stories to start out with inner circle um you know the whole elite saga mjf and punk really mjf and almost everybody uh, eddie kingston moxley we had all these really good stories the first couple of years and now it just feels like we're kind of running on fumes you know so much so that we have to kind of go back to Kingston and Moxley and guess what that's probably the best thing that's on the show right now why do you think these ratings are falling so fast Robert
1: so it's something we kind of talked about before in the Phantom episode that that got deleted was when this show first kind of started it felt very much like a pro AEW show and all we did was kind of shit on WWE a lot because it was easy to what WWE was churning out three four years ago was not very good. It was the the swamp fight. It was the I'm gonna rip your eyeball out match. There there was it was bereft of creative. It just felt like they were constantly going through the motions. And when AEW came out, they were putting on free television the kinds of matches you would only see in New Japan or on old Ring of Honor DVDs, or maybe you'd get like a PWG feed somewhere. And they were like, here are these great matches. They're on TV and people were excited about them at first and it's become diminished returns. We now expect there to be constantly really good matches and people want more. And while they've had one-off great stories here and there, they haven't built the totality of it. And it's kind of what I've been, you know, hawking about for the last couple of years, which is I want AEW to succeed. And now you're starting to see a lot of those those issues when it comes to collision a lot of people on the Facebook group were, were, were getting divisive about, you know, why are we talking about ratings? All of a sudden, how dare we talk about ratings? Tony Khan's the one that made ratings the, the forefront of the conversation. When Dynamite was up against NXT and Dynamite was destroying NXT, Tony Khan was constantly tweeting out the ratings. He was showing the quarter hour breakdowns. And when NXT tucked tail and ran and they went to Tuesdays, Tony continued to talk about how great the Dynamite ratings were. He is so much so that Chris Jericho became the demo god because of it, like ratings were everything because Tony is a product of the Monday Night War and he wants to highlight these things. So he introduced that into the conversation. When Collision first debuted three weeks ago, they did just about dynamite numbers and you knew there was going to be an attrition rate. There's always going to be people tune in there. They want to kick the tires and then they fade. I think it's the steep decline between week one to week two and week two to week three, that this is not appointment television. It's something nice to have probably sitting on your DVR that you're going to probably zip through, catch one or two highlights, but you're not going to go out of your way on a Saturday night and watch it. And clearly enough people have realized that that even on Dynamite this week, Collision was just sort of a footnote. It was, here are some highlights to get you excited for Samoa Joe, CM Punk. And also some other matches happened to set up the Owen Hart tournament. That was it. So collision quickly became non-appointment television. And what's really unfortunate is the lowest rated episode was one that had MJF wrestling. So now you've made your, your world champion look like he's not a draw. So this thing is right now.
0: I love MJF, but he's not,
1: he's not. And that highlights it. And I think that's, part of the problem and I think that's why it bears a conversation people are, like, oh, I don't care if you love AEW you love what Collision's doing awesome I love the fact that they were opening with those uh, interviews like it was like old school Saturday night main event I like that they're tweaking the format a little bit I enjoy Kevin Kelly I love Nigel, McGinn- Nigel McGinnis I think that there's a lot of interesting fresh matches you can have on there
0: it's a better show think- than Dynamite in my mind right now
1: it's you a better what? show than Dynamite in a lot of ways and it feels a lot less pressure yeah, it's just kind of like we're we're doing it for, uh, for the sake of doing it. And what's even stranger is it's the same day as money in the bank. So you already kind of had people committed to watching wrestling. And if you're like Dan and I, and you're like, all right, I'm already watching wrestling. What's another two hours? I'm going to tune in. I'm going to watch this show.
0: Well, nobody did.
1: Well, uh, Miro's mother did. Mrs. Miro, and she didn't really That's like awesome.
0: it. A, a guy who was. Uh, can we stop saying like he had it, Okay, I will give AEW credit on this. He had his best run in AEW. When he came back as the Redeemer, I thought that was better than him doing the Rocky Four thing with Cena. But now it's back to like, alright, he's another big guy, big monster, he's destroying jobbers, and you know, whatever. Um, a show that was great this past week, um, he, he, I will say this about the show, it did not have a banger match, like Osprey and Omega, but as far as like the whole show and as far as how balanced the show was and the story that most of the matches told, I I thought this was, you know, like to, to quote Scotty Meltzer, I'll just start off with my review. I mean, I thought this was like a a four and a half, four and a half flaming bowling pins pay-per-view at a five. I mean, I I thought it was really solid. It couldn't be five because you didn't have that classic bell to bell match. Uh, even though the last 10 minutes of the main event were excellent. Um, But I thought it was uh, a pretty tremendous, it it really reminded me of this year's clash of the castle where, uh, although they didn't really have a Gunther Seamus match. So I thought clash of the castle was a little better, but uh, it, it, it reminded me of that kind of like complete show. What did you think of it in general, Robert?
1: I mean, if you go back and listen to our preview a week ago, we, we, kind of went beat for beat on what we hoped would happen. And I think just about all of that wound up coming to fruition. Like WWE really knew what they needed to present and they presented it well for that audience. And I think that was the big takeaway that, that I had there and they built SummerSlam really well off of this money in the bank show while still making money in the bank, something that you have to go out of your way to watch. And having not watched it live and having watched it, you know, days after everyone else, it's a. I guess it's a little fresher in my mind than 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 yours. It might be Dan, but mm. I thought the show overall absolutely delivered, and there really wasn't a sour note to be had. And I think that's why the low expectations WWE has set for us uh, allow us to enjoy Money in the Bank a little bit more than the AEW pay-per-views, where because they only get four a year. You really have these insane expectations that every show needs to have an Omega Osprey and an Okada Danielson match in order for it to even register as being a decent show. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, so you're graded on the curve, and that's that's not necessarily fair, but that's uh, that's wrestling.
0: Well, they talk to us like we're dumb, and we are dumb. Um, we open with the men's Money in the Bank ladder match. Everybody thought this was a two way race between. Logan Paul and L.A. Knight, but Damian Priest goes over. Um, they're setting up Logan Paul and Ricochet. They're not pulling the trigger yet on L.A. Knight, which I'm fine with. I'm not the can big. We, at- can we talk
1: about the L.A. Knight thing for a minute? Because, yeah, like, I, I, look, I've never done hallucinogenic drugs in my life. Mm-hmm. I feel like every time he's out there, it's like I've eaten a whole bunch of mushrooms where the crowd is going nuts for a guy who is really bland, Really generic. Uh, I know Mike likes to call him AI Knight. Uh, there's <laughs> an, he's not he's not good in the ring. His micro his promo skills are like lesser than Mr. Kennedy, and yet the crowd. Sure it's
0: Mr. Kennedy. Yeah, like
1: for sure. it, it feels like it's like it's like somehow everybody gets together on an inside joke and just didn't tell us.
0: I think they like the fact that he's worked his ass off. They like the f- and, and nobody can take that away that he's bad. Bound- so did
1: Ricochet. So did Butch who were and butch is a homegrown guy like i feel like they thought the crowd was really gonna latch on to butch
0: but the, as being the UK is that, guy. I, but you know to bring those up is that ricochet's best matches are still in new japan and they're still at uh you know they're still at all these evolve events or these you know world tournaments you know pete dunn's best matches or are, are british uh you know british federations or it's you know nxt so i think that there's like this expectation that they're gonna like uh transcend what they were and it, it's not happening because it's hard to because they already they had some great matches and they're pretty small so it's uh, same I mean, thing I mean, with nakamura
1: i feel like nakamura is a guy who yeah
0: new japan I mean, they're, they're
1: all they're, they're all fine going with damian priest I, I remember who someone said it on our text there where it's like he looks like an action figure so it's fine that he went oh it's a mike lawrence line so that's was probably mike, oh, when but, mike,
0: when i knew mike was going to be a damian priest fan when he came out in a skeletal robe and he looked good i was shocked because And and almost anybody else wearing that robe, it would have been corny as shit. But he looked like a fucking million bucks coming out there.
1: Well, the guy who looked the best was Logan Paul. For a dude who's had, what, five matches? He is one of the best workers in the world right now.
0: Well, he's one of the best workers in the company. I don't know about the, you know, I don't know if he's Shingo Takagi. But, you know, I will say this about uh, Logan Paul. I, I do think they should have gone with Logan Paul. I wonder if there was some I understand that you get more week-to-week stories out of Damian Priest. Um, But, you know, I think that the, you know, having Logan Paul, having that Money in the Bank briefcase on Impulsive in the back every week, you know, uh, having that, like, idea of, oh, what's his next big match going to be? And instead, they kind of took a step back. They're going to have him. You know, with him, they haven't announced it yet, but it, it seems as if they're setting up SummerSlam him versus Ricochet, which he'll win because they want to win for Logan Paul. But it it doesn't, I don't know. I don't know if you want to make that guy lesser than, you know, I almost think it's better to have him in the main event and lose a couple main event matches than it is, you know, to give him a lower card guy. But, you know, the plus is that Damian Priest is is going to be able to tell the story with finn Balor every week i mean for me you know damien priest has done some good work the past couple months it's, he's been the best he's been um you know i still think he has a lot to go but i thought roman did too and they figured roman out they figured tall dark and handsome guys out unless you baby Babyface diesel in 1995 uh so we'll see uh the match itself i mean there was tremendous spots everyone is talking about I mean, everyone's talking about the botch, uh, but it wasn't a botch. Like when when they when yeah. they they botched a little bit on the rope, but then they fucking did a Spanish fly that looked brutal. Through they the, did an
1: insane looking Spanish fly, and it, it, it was horrific. And they were both fine. I mean, Logan Paul maybe had a cut on his. It wasn't even like the Bob Holly style back cut that you remember from years ago.
0: Yeah, it was fine. He had a, he got a little bit of cut. Everybody was around him. Um, it looked tremendous and uh the the crowd was the crowd was great the crowd i like better than puerto rico puerto rico was hotter but these guys they were still discerning like they didn't go for everybody you know they still booed the right people they weren't just like there to have a happening like they were following the product but you know damien priest takes la night out so you have maybe a story there later on and uh I don't know. I think Hunter's maybe Hunter sees what we do with LA night where it's like, all right, let's, if he keeps hot, if he's still this hot in four months, if he's still this hot in four months, then everyone on this podcast is wrong. Like I'm wrong. You're wrong. Mike is wrong. Yeah. Cause this is not, this isn't a, a wrestler that WWE is pushing. They do not have, uh, th- th- they do not have the, they do not have the machine behind LA night. He is an organic talent. He got over on his own. And that that's respectful. Um, but he's
1: also not like a – it's not like when Zack Ryder made himself, like, pertinent by, you know, the groundswell and going to the internet and creating your own stuff. The L.A. Night thing just sort of happened. It, it feels like the – in case Mike listens to this so I can put it in Mike terms, I'll understand. When they kept saying, like, release the verse cut of Justice League. Like, I don't know who was clamoring for more of that fucking movie. Uh, and then they did, and it sucked. And now it's like, we want that more worked. LA Night. It
0: was worse than the original. It was so much
1: worse. But it's like more LA Night is not necessarily a great thing. I don't think he was the best part. Of, he, was, he was probably one of the weakest parts of this match. Uh, but I think one of the nice things about this, the match was very good, but they measured their spots. They, it wasn't all insane. You know, we're flipping off, you know, 15 tables and all that. It still was, I want to climb up the ladder. I wanna I wanna win the I want to get the briefcase. The the spot where Nakamura did the uh the the belly to back suplex on a ricochet off the ladder mm-hmm. was so smooth. The way they got to it, the way they pulled it off, it looked devastating, but it was safe. It was a hell of a lot of fun. Priest, wrong guy to win. And my concern with it is You think it's like the wrong guy the- to win, huh? Wrong guy to win, because I think sometimes you know, the guy makes the title. Sometimes title makes the guy. There have been people like, and, and I, I know it's something I'm shitting on, him, but I, like when Baron Corbin or Damien Sandow won the Money in the Bank briefcase, neither one of them were remotely ready to be world champion. And had they won the world title, it would have felt off. I Damian don't think Damien... Right.
0: Damien could have been all right, I think.
1: Eh, he was still kind of a little gimmicky there, but I don't think Priest right now is ready to win the world title. And if he cashes in and wins it, It's kinda it's it's lesser than
0: he will cash it in and win it. He will cash it in and whatever. Or he
1: tries to cash it in and and Finn attacks him.
0: I think he's gonna win it just because they can't have two years in a row of of guys cashing it in and not not getting it, you know?
1: It's it's possible. I just I don't think him as world champion is gonna set the world on fire uh especially
0: they have roman now they can test guys out in that second spot you know which i don't know man
1: yeah but you know it's whatever it was splitting hairs it was a hell of a lot of fun crowd enjoyed it uh everybody looked good nobody got hurt that's a that's a win in my book
0: and cornet is right santos escobar was dressed like a raccoon
1: uh next up
0: (laughs) He was, he had like a raccoon mask. It was really,
1: they tried to explain that it was like he was, it was his Aztec heritage or something like that. So it it gave me vibes of the, uh, what was that, uh, that Mel Gibson movie that he made? Uh, Apocalypto. Apocalypto. That was kind of the way he was trying to go for, which is a strange thing to do in London. Like, I don't know how much that, how, how wise they are to uh, Mexican cultural heritage over in London,
0: no, I mean this London show. Like the big stars were, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, even though they didn't have a match. L.A. Knights and the Bloodline. Those were the Owens big...
1: and Zayn on the SmackDown before Cute. in London were fucking insane. Them it, and Roman.
0: I thought Pretty Deadly was going to get like a hometown reaction, but they did not. No one wanted Pretty Deadly to win that match, even though I love that team. I love their trickery. I love their old school buffoonery. Great tag team.
1: They're they're fantastic, but like I said, the London crowd knows to play along, and we'll get to that again later on the show.
0: Well, they're real wrestling fans. They're, they 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 like what they like. They don't do think. Liv Morgan, Raquel Rodriguez versus Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. This was a match nobody was looking forward to. Was it a great match? No, but goddamn, it was a lot of fun when Shayna Baszler turned on Ronda Rousey. I know, like, oh hey, you want to like keep the story? <laughs> Everyone is like. We should keep the story going long, like Sammy and Roman. And I'm like, have you seen Rhonda's promos, bro? You think that's gonna happen? You think they're gonna be able to tell a slow, fucking subtle story for four months? Are you out of your fucking mind? This is exactly what needed to happen. Because now we're seeing like, holy shit, has gotten to I be mean, a really good promo. And I don't know if you saw her promo on Raw, but it was it was actually really good. I yep. I think they I like after this happened you know i got vibes of becky lynch at summerslam when she turned on charlotte and everybody went ape shit for i was in that crowd people went ape shit for becky like people were like this is our fucking girl and it felt like that with Shayna Baszler. and yes some of that is people were fucking sick of ronda but it was a really fun turn i thought uh, the women's tag titles don't mean anything still but you know it was a fun turn what did you think of this match robert
1: Yeah, I mean, they they had to call this audible because Ronda's contract, I guess, is coming up at or after SummerSlam. And Ronda wants to be able to do the story with Shayna since this is clearly, you know, it's obviously her best friend. Uh, And thank you, Shayna Baszler, who listened to our Ronda Rousey roast and said, if Ronda tries to kill us, she has our back because we were funny. So Shayna Baszler is okay in my book. Uh, And,
0: And she was she worked stiff on that promo the next night.
1: Yes, she did. Uh Shane and Rhonda loves that. This is what Rhonda's there for. Like she's gonna be the Chris Jericho in this situation and try to put over her friend and leave her in a better place. The women's tag division with the match they did on Raw for the 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 whatever limited time that they had for the women's turmoil turmoil thing, they built a decent little division. Like it's not it's not that bad. Uh I think that uh, Chelsea Green and Sonya DeVille are a really fun heel tag team. I
0: like them. I do like them. I don't think it's a great division, but I like it. It's I like not them. a
1: great division, but it's you're giving people something to do. And I think it'll be I think it'll be worthwhile. And I I, I I like Liv. I think Liv is infectious in the fact that she just loves what she's doing. Like she's way too hot to be as interesting as she is.
0: That's true. Infectious usually meant you slept with Jake the Snake, by the way.
1: No, but she did sleep with Bo Dallas, who believes that there are lizard people who live just below the That's Earth's really? surface. Yeah, Bo Dallas is like one of those crazy...
0: He believes in reptilians, huh? David Icke. Yeah. David Icke, baby, uh, hates yep. the Jews. I don't know if you knew that about him.
1: Bo Dallas? I'm no, sorry. David Icke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I know. No, but how can he hate the Jews? His father's an IRS agent. <laughs> God. I don't even know how to comment
0: on that. I tried to, I don't even know what to say. Gunther versus Matt Riddle. Yeah, let's go <laughs> from
1: one anti-Semitic joke to a Gunther match.
0: <laughs> this match reminded me, and I said this on the thread, this was a really good set. Nobody gave a shit about. Uh, if you look at the actual work in this match, the work was very good. For a seven-minute 45 match, you're not gonna get much better in-ring work than this unless it's like a Rey Mysterio match. But the crowd just didn't give a shit. Uh, and I think that this speaks to how you know i I think that they needed to address the elephant in the room with riddle when he came back. You know, we all know that he wasn't he wasn't leaving because of an injury uh they 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 need to like tell that story they need you know similar to how like you know, when Eddie Guerrero came back, they kind of told that story a little bit um, but instead, what we're doing is we're getting like. This riddle, they're trying to get this riddle that was fighting Roman, but he's not that hot right now. Um, And instead, you know, he lost to Gunther, which was the only decision because whoever pins Gunther has got to be fucking over like Rover, right? Um, What do you think of this match, Robert?
1: Uh, Yeah, I think this is one where we hoped for a little bit more than what we got. What we got was very good. Uh, The challenge is... They're trying to give you serious riddle, and this crowd does not want serious riddle. They want RK bro. They want RK Bro goofy riddle. They don't want, you know, the the serious UFC version of him. But that version
0: was working with Seth and Roman, and then, you know, shit hit the fan.
1: Yeah, I think there's a there's a a line they have to strike the balance with him. I don't think they've found Mm -hmm. it yet. And this was literally just to get to hey, good news, Drew's here.
0: And... Yeah, he got a monstrous pop. Um, so is he the guy that dethrones Gunther? I think there's an argument to be made. Um, who knows? Right now,
1: they're it's talking, possible.
0: you know, they're talking Gunther or Cody against Roman. I have a different theory on that, but we'll get to it. Um, but Drew looked amazing. Um, you know, this is why Hunter's great, Hunter, like. Cause Tony during press conferences, when they ask him questions that are uncomfortable, he like, you can see him panic and be like, oh, "I don't know. and Hunter is still such a carny at heart when they're like, they're like, are you guys in drew over your contract disputes? He goes news to me. I thought he was injured. You know, like no, just,
1: he's, he's just, it, he's injured, man. He's a hard worker. Good guy. Great head of hair. Like, Hunter knows because it's it's the same thing you get that because you get it to a lesser extent from Bruce. If you ever ask Bruce like a straight up question, you're always going to get a fucking carny answer. Vince <laughs> has taught these guys well. Like Bruce, like no, Conrad's thin. It's just the lighting and <laughs> and occasionally like you know you you get the weird like freezes on the zoom. It doubles him up a little bit, but he's felt.
0: <laughs> well, next we get Cody versus Dominic Mysterio. Cody was over. The match I was a little disappointed with. I thought they could have been a lot. They could have had a lot more fun with this match. This should have been much more like MJF vs. Wardlow at that one. Um, I don't know if it was the Revolution pay per view where it was just like one comedy spot after the other. I think there could have been more of that. I think you could have used Rio a little bit more. I was actually disappointed with this match. I think that um, you know, I you know, the, you know, my thought that went through my head watching this was, yeah, he's over, but. I can see why Robert wanted to put the title on him at 39 because I think by this year's mania, he could be a heel again. Like I think that if he wins the rumble again, and this is where I think Jey Uso is going to get put in the WrestleMania main event. I think that if Cody wins the rumble again and people are like fucking sick of him, they're going to need a real babyface to take that title off of Roman or at least be a threat to that title. And uh, the problem with Cody man is that, He's a great wrestler. He's a great promo, but there's always something homelander about him. There's always something just a little insincere. And uh, and and it's it's almost like the opposite of rape, whatever Rey Mysterio has. Um, where it's just like it, every time you're like, is does this guy really believe what he's saying? Uh and uh I was kind of surprised that this match wasn't more fun than it was. What did you think of this match, Robert?
1: Yeah, the Cody had his moment. It was that mania. And now that it didn't happen, everything is falling actions. I thought this was going to be a lot of fun with the crowd reactions of booing Dom and cheering Cody. And you got that to some degree. Uh, Rhea came across as a huge star in this. Um, I'm glad they didn't bring Brandy in. I kept having that fear every time that, she was, uh, that Rhea was interfering. I'm like, oh, no, there's going to be a Brandy spot. And we didn't get it. And the thing about Dom is, you can beat Dom a hundred weeks in a row, and he's still going to get massive heat the next night. And he did on Raw; he got massive heel heat on Raw on Monday night, and they let him main event against Seth.
0: Dude, every single MJF promo, you can tell how much work he puts into it. How am I going to make this different? What cool line am I going to use? What 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 balance between you know kayfabe and 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 shoot? Am I going to walk? Dom is calling Cody a deadbeat dad. He's literally cutting the same promos on Cody that he cut on Ray. There's nothing new about it. And it's nuclear heat. It's almost better heat that he's not creative. It's insane. All right. That was my thought.
1: Uh, no, when- you're hundred percent. Right. And it's just, it, it works for him. And like I've said a lot, I think the fans just think it's fun to boo uh, Dom. And he's very good at milking it. And actually Rhea's way better at milking it than Dom is. The the little whisper into his ear is such great heat. Um okay. and his stupid mustache. It takes a lot of skill to grow a mustache like that.
0: You see that weird uh like buddy Buddy Murphy is like tweeting like, Yeah, but I'm a, I'm the one who gets to go home to her. Like he's starting to like actually sell oh, that he's getting
1: bothered by is he worried that Rhea is going to like look at Dom's prepubescent body and be like, "Yeah, that's that's yeah. what I want,
0: brother." She's uh, she's on a, in a faction with Damian Priest and Finn Balor. Dom is your, Dom is the uh, least of your concerns.
1: Dom is the one that holds the camera.
0: <laughs> All right, women's money in the bank ladder match. I think maybe one of the best women's in the money in the bank ladder matches I've ever seen, especially the finish with Io Sky handcuffing uh, Becky Lynch and bailey together told a great story um i think they got to switch eos Sky's theme music because when she came out i'm like is anybody are people not that into her and then when the match started people were like going crazy for her so they need to have something i don't know if like it's like a, a the seth version of a burn it down or something like that but you know i think i think zoe's a great worker i think it's great to have her in the division you know Zelina, i don't get it uh, i think she's an awesome on the mic she's obviously a very beautiful woman I, I don't understand why you don't have her, you know, in that, uh, you know, Lucas Kaiser spot, at least. She should be cutting promos for somebody like a Zoe Stark, who who can't cut great promos. I thought Bailey was good in this match. I thought Becky was very good in this match. I thought Trish was good in this match. Uh, really nice job by all the women in it. Um, it really, you know... I don't know if it could have headlined, but it felt it felt very important. It felt like one of the big matches definitely felt like a bigger match than the match that followed. What do you think about this, Robert?
1: Yeah, the right person went over. We we said it should have been EO and it was EO that that finish was precision in timing with the handcuffs and the way they were able to pull that off. Uh, I thought that was excellent. I think she is someone who definitely is why you have a money in the bank. Because when EO wins the title, whether it's against Oscar or against Rhea, she's going to be a super over babyface. And you have a great story with her and Bailey to tell. And I think that the crowd reaction of her in Puerto Rico was what really, really helped her. I think Zelina is kind of, she's in that LWO thing, which is selling an insane amount of T-shirts. And they just don't want to upend that. Even though, you know, in it is what it is. It's fine. But... Yeah. I'm not. I, if I was her, I would not want to get off that bandwagon and keep cashing those checks.
0: Yeah, but there gets to a point, the New Day point, where it's like, what the fuck are the New Day doing now? You know? Healing. Yeah, that's true. Older guys. All right. Seth went against Finn Balor. Singles match for the World Heavyweight Championship. I think you thought this was going to be better than it was. Uh, it was not as good as we kind of all ha- expected. I saw their SummerSway match for the Universal title, which was a really good match that the crowd wasn't into because they you know, revealed the belt, and it looked like licorice, and that's all people in Brooklyn were obsessed with. Uh, but this match wasn't – it was fine. It was a good 12-minute match, but it didn't really do anything, I think, for either guy. It helped Damian a little bit out, uh, you know, a little bit. The whole story was Damian. That was the end of this match. But then they kind of repeated the same story the next night on Raw. So, you know, in, in a lot of ways, I don't think this this definitely – you know, this, this kind of just felt like an eh match, and Seth's had so many great matches. And Finn's had so many great matches. You kind of expected a little bit more out of these guys. What did you think, Robert?
1: Yeah, it felt like they left a lot on the table. Felt like this was not the finish of this story. As soon as Priest won, you knew that that was going to be somehow woven into what happened here, and it was. And I don't I don't love the idea of splitting up Judgment Day. I think there's a lot of mileage with them, and considering that Bloodline is going to be gone, everything else in Judgment Day is kind of working really well. Dom is great in that little shit heel spot. Priest as a strong upper mid Carter is great. Rhea as women's champion is great. And Finn is the leader. It all, the package is kind of working. And we used to shit on how bad Judgment Day was, especially when it was under Edge. They've, slowly, the worst, they've slowly figured it out. The
0: worst stable, stable at wrestling.
1: I don't want to see that necessarily get split up because I don't want to see babyface Finn necessarily. I think he gets lost in the Nakamura Ricochet, you know, blurb. And I don't want to see Priest turn babyface because he's better as a heel than he is a babyface because he's so unconvincing as a baby. He's unlikable as a babyface outside of his creepy hot tub stuff.
0: (laughs) I wonder if SummerSlam they're going to do like a four-way with like all the Judgment Day versus uh, Seth or something like that because it seems like they don't really know what to do. Originally, they were saying I was was hearing that it was going to be Dom and Seth, but I don't think you can really do that again. Like if you I think just- you could do Finn yeah. and
1: Seth again you can get to Finn and Seth and and really hype up like what priest is gonna do
0: yeah we'll see um our main event, the Usos
1: oh you, you forgot about uh the the return
0: of John the- Cena holy shit oh, I'm John
1: John Cena uh was so fucking good. I think he was taken aback at how well received he was by that crowd. Because London used to fucking hate John Cena. And yeah. they would always they would boom they treated him like like this was the Hogan moment for Cena. Crowd loved every second of what he did. They ate up all of his bullshit. And as someone who has tried to push that rock up the hill of getting John Cena over to finally see it happen here. Was so much fun. Him even playing on the whole TMZ thing, the whole uh, you know. Uh, I'm just trying to hang with, to hang out with my friends or whatever that line was.
0: Who was that from? What is that reference? Oh, to? Yeah,
1: there was a there was a stupid viral video. This and then like filed under like why people are assholes. John Cena was eating outdoors at a restaurant and some idiot comes up to him with his cell phone, like camera on. Oh, yeah, he's I like, do you like, say your catchphrase? Say your catchphrase, whatever. And he's like, he's like, yeah, I'm just trying to enjoy, like lunch with my friends or something like that. And then it turned yeah. into like, Oh, John Cena is such an asshole. I'm like, I don't think I've,
0: so. It seemed like everyone was behind Cena for that.
1: And there was, I, there was a whole Buzzfeed article about like why he's an asshole. And because now my phone keeps, you know, the, the new iOS update I get on my newsfeed. It keeps showing me Buzzfeed stuff. Uh, yeah, but, John Cena is like the best.
0: Or Google or just be honest.
1: Well, obviously, but that's only my AOL account <laughs> my John Cena burner. Uh, But look, the fact that Vince McMahon, if you want to know if Vince is in charge, guys, Vince McMahon took time out of this pay-per-view just to troll AEW and have a dick-measuring contest, and God bless him for it. They had no intention of doing Mania in London. They were supposedly well, going to do— you
0: don't think that that was Meltzer's sent They're trying to get the government to— no, no,
1: now they, no, now they are, because of Wembley. But they were supposedly, I think, going after Minnesota for the next WrestleMania. Uh They were going to get all these tax breaks and go to Minnesota. And now I think it's like, well, if he's going to run Wembley, we're going to do it better. And we're going to do it for two nights. And we're going to bring back the British Bulldog.
0: (laughs) That's that's for the Saudi show. Next up, uh, like I said, we have the, oh, and Grayson Waller. I thought, well, good.
1: Grayson Waller, that dude is, a. we said before that he's kind of like the next Miz. Like he just gets it in how to do that shtick.
0: They built a better Miz. That's what I always say about Grayson Waller.
1: Did you see Mrs. Promo on Raw? It was good. I mean, it's just you know,
0: he has it, the you know it was a little. In, he's really grasping onto that twenty sixteen Daniel Bryan interview for Dare Life. He, he is it up all the time because it was like his shining moment was that uh, was that talking smack segment.
1: It's still fun to see every once in a while him try and mm-hmm. Champa looked great, so I was I'm all good with that.
0: Yeah, I'm 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 down with that. Next up, we have the Usos. Versus uh, the bloodline. Look, there's the first 15 minutes of this match are fine. There are every fucking bloodline match. Usos, you know, like almost every Usos headlining SmackDown match. You're going to see totally fine. And then it just gets turned up to fucking, uh, you know, it, they go from 30 to 90 and the last 10 minutes of this match, there's just so many great moments. You know, Roman stacking both guys, both of them kicking out, you know, Jay Uso using Roman's cheap move on him, the Samoan spike in the spear, you know, I mean, there and of course the pinfall, Roman's reaction afterwards. Paul Heyman's promo before the show is incredible. If you haven't seen it, he's weeping, setting you up for this idea that the whole, you know, it's going to end with Roman just brutalizing, you know, brutalizing the Uso's. Um, but that's not what happened. Instead, you had, um, you know, you had the Usos going over. You have now a really hot main event at SummerSlam where Jay Uso is going to go after a title. He most likely will not win, but it also still has like a who knows. He could win. I if I'm in creative in WWE, what's you know do you, do you, do you take the title off Roman? I don't know. I know plenty of guys. You think Jay's their next big baby face, and I mean, he he's good in the ring. He's great on the mic. He could he could be he could be better than Cody in that role. Um, We'll see. And he's a guy you can beat. So if you want to, you know, if Roman wants to take time off and you want to make Gunther, you know, the next monster heel, you can have Gunther beat beat uh beat Jay and have Roman come back, you know, to try to counter counter Gun- Gunther. Uh, maybe he comes back and he apologizes to Jay. He's had a lot of time off, clears his head, you know. Anyway, um, I thought uh, I thought the end of this match was magical. It was why I watched professional wrestling. What do you think of this, Robert?
1: Oh, it was it was poetry. It was it was. We consistently say this with the the bloodline stuff. They keep finding ways to make this thing compelling. the The SmackDown segment on Friday with Roman. basically saying like look it's my responsibility to take care of you guys you guys clearly continue to fuck up i'm willing to forgive you again and it still felt fresh the the end of the match where roman actually gets pinned with the exception of michael cole reminding you why when michael cole gets excited he sucks by screaming do you believe in miracles was so (laughs) uh, awful um but yeah, this was this was perfect. I again, the I thought
0: 30 finish when he kept saying a miracle on Bourbon Street after yeah. healing with Daniel Bryan for years, you know, just let somebody else take that, dude.
1: He's he's something else. But again, I thought the finish of this was going to see something bad happen to Jimmy to give Jay a reason to go after Roman. I still think Jimmy Uso is going to get pushed down a cave or something like that. And he's going to like the something he's going to be out. Uh, I would not be surprised if they don't somehow involve Rikishi uh, at this, at this point Um, bringing him in, in some capacity to uh, show allegiance one way or the other, I think Roman on the ropes becomes interesting, but I think Roman on the ropes and then overcoming this uh, and still being champion is the way to go. I don't know that Jey Uso beating Roman for the title in the same way Sammy got that little moment of of vindication uh, without actually winning the title, Uh, you got your moment here with Jey Uso, but I don't think Jey is the one that ultimately takes the championship off of Roman, but he's certainly shown there's a path forward. What's going to hurt him in the stupid world of Vince McMahon and his brain is Vince looks at him. He's like, yeah, but there's two of them.
0: Yeah, no, that's true. I was thinking about that. Well, yeah, we'll see. I mean, either way, uh, what would you give it out of this guy? I, I gave four and a half. How many Scotty Meltzer flaming bowling pins would you give this?
1: I think four and a half is very – I think, yeah, I think everything here delivered. You moved everything forward to SummerSlam. You got a lot of really interesting matches. Um the crowd was super hot for it. There were a lot of fun moments, good surprises. I think the Drew surprise was great, the Cena surprise. The way they had the cameras set up, AEW take notes – because it's a scripted show, and you know something's going to happen in advance. They position those cameras perfectly on fans to get their reaction to Cena and found people in the crowd wearing Cena shirts.
0: Dude, it Just, was MJF. It's like he's supposed to be the top heel, and they kept like people were booing, but they keep they cut twice to the same guy who was cheering MJF. And yeah. I'm like, well, if he's getting booed, fucking you know, it's one thing if he's in Long Island or something, but I don't know, man. Um, all right, let's move out to dynamite or dud. My first note was, dud, um, guys. I don't mean to be an asshole. I don't want to. I'm. I'm not Robert. I no, don't that's even, my job. I don't enjoy shitting on AEW like Robert does, holding his fucking replica WWE titles. Um, but I this this was not a good episode of television, man. I don't know how else to say it. Um, let's start off with the
1: first hour. Okay, hold on. In my defense of not wanting to constantly shit on AEW dynamite. Two of my best friends in wrestling are MJF and Wheeler Yuta, and the fact that both of them had prominent spots on this show, and it still was what it was.
0: Well, they were the best things on the show. I will. They were the
1: about. best things on the show. Well, no, I think there was there were uh, other moments on this thing perversely that were infinitely better, <laughs> but <laughs> just because about. we're assholes,
0: uh, Keith Lee and Swerve Scott versus Darby and Orange Cassidy. This was. <laughs> the- this was the night they killed Keith Lee. Because there was also a promo with Darby and Keith Lee where Darby buries the fuck out of Keith Lee. Keith Lee takes it, and then they lose. It doesn't set up all right. We'll get into it. There's a Nick Wayne promo, yeah, which just get a...
1: get into it now. You're like you're, you feel like there's like a structure here. Like we're like on the McLaughlin. Well, right.
0: I was I was fucking flabbergasted by this. Because I was like, why are you having Darby saying this? Is his new character like mean guy on back of the bus who says true shit. He's meaner than fucking MJF and he's not charming about it. He's just like a mean fucking dude saying to Keith Lee, Hey, you're not over. Keith Lee takes it. He beats the shit out of Darby a little bit, but then Darby's, you know, Darby is uh, out on the ring ropes and you have orange beat swerve, I guess. Cause they still, you know, they still want to have, you know, like one babyface team go, but after this, I'm like, Darby isn't a babyface. Keith Lee's fucking dead. Because at the end of it, he doesn't... I'm like, oh, at least maybe they're turning Keith Lee Hill And he's going to come in. He's going to beat the fuck out of Orange Cassidy. Because Orange and Darby, to their credit, in the beginning of the match, made Keith Lee look like a monster. Oh, that one BL half, was
1: fucking awesome.
0: Yeah, this the second half was a complete afterthought. But instead, he just, like, you know, if he fist bumps both of them. And he leaves. And I just... I they they killed the guy. I was like, they fucking killed him. This, this felt like when Zack Ryder was put in the wheelchair, you know? Uh, And I, and I hate whatever this new fucking Darby Allen character is, you know, he's like having the heel run jungle boy wish he could have. What did you think of
1: this, Robert? Cause we're getting shoot Darby Allen. Darby Allen's a dick and he's just kind of being himself. I think my bigger takeaway from this is I really miss the Keith Lee swerve tag team. They were a really good, like kind of like Jurassic Express.
0: Oh, this is another thing, which is like, Tony, what the fuck? You don't have, they didn't have a blow off match, right? Keith and Swerve?
1: Not really, no. He like fought like some of their underlings and they had like multi man matches, but like the dude tried to kill him with a cinder block.
0: Tried to kill him with a cinder block. And then they, you know, like they have an interesting thing, but they don't pay it off at all. They don't, he doesn't, it doesn't set up for a Keith Lee Swerve match. It doesn't set up for a Keith Lee heel turn. Instead, Tony was expecting us to be super excited about a storyline he didn't finish i I don't know what the fucking mentality was for this
1: the mentality is i want to see keith lee and swerve just as a tag team again i don't care if it makes no sense storyline wise they're really good together they have there's a charisma to them there's an excitement and somehow anytime tony's like finds something he likes it's like he believes in kill in kill your darlings way more than he needs to If you find a tag team that works, like Jurassic Express or Keith Lee and Swerve, don't fuck with it for a while. Let them get some mileage. There was something to that, and instead we got this. And I don't even know, what do the winners of this tournament get?
0: They get a tag title shot. Who the fuck cares? I don't know. I mean, Bull Club Gold, they're booking them in an eliminator match. So I guess you're going to have to beat FTR, so you get to... I don't know, man. This, it's like a this...
1: trigonometry problem all of a sudden. And and let's have another fucking tournament while we're at problem. it. Problem.
0: Yeah, it's definitely a problem. There are three tournaments going on in AEW right now. What's,
1: and what's the third tournament?
0: There's two, oh, two Owen hard tournaments, and then there's this oh, terminator tournament. tournament. And I'm sure he'll throw in another one there at some point. Um, we get the nick we get a Nick Wayne promo, uh, which I thought this was very well done. Nick Wayne package setting him up. You know, he doesn't look like a pro wrestler yet, but you know, he made me care about the character and you know, I thought like Darby did a good job there. Darby can be a good baby face, but you have to fucking produce the shit out of him. Cause he's a great wrestler, man. I'm not going to shit on that.
1: You MJ... also can't do back to back to back Darby segments.
0: Uh, MJF and Cole segment. uh The big uh, reveal here. Uh, oh, no, no, big... no, You,
1: you missed our, our, our new top heel. At oh, his that's big right. moment before I'm sorry.
0: That. Yeah, I, I skipped over that. Jungle Boy was about to make a match with Hook, but he gets out of the car. I actually enjoyed this. And then Hook scared him back in the car again. If they do this for, like, three weeks straight, I'm going to dig it. Like, he just keeps scaring him back into cars. And then, like, maybe one of it is, like, Taz Taz scares him back in the car, and then we have a camera, and Jungle Boy's already in the car. I mean, Hook's already in the car, and he starts beating. That would, that would be kind of a fun thing. But most likely they'll just have a match on Collision.
1: I am disappointed that Jungle Boy does not have a cheetah print car.
0: That's true. And why isn't somebody said this? Uh, you know, last and corn. I've been listening to both Cornet and Meltzer. so my head is literally
1: leaking. You listen uh, to them at the same time, your head explodes.
0: Yeah, your head explodes. Uh, but they did. They he did bring you points. Like Anna J, she is like a smoke show. You have this new heel. Have him fucking have Anna Jay, you know, be at his hip. You know, you could still ever do matches and shit. I don't know why you'd want to, but
1: yeah. So he you should would... be, by Just... the way, he should be Elizabeth her. Like he mm-hmm. should have her and be a dick. Ooh, I don't
0: know. If, yeah, I guess.
1: No, it's... not like that. But like, have her carry his bag, like wheelie bag, yeah. and like. As long as you mean from...
0: Macho Man Elizabeth thing, and not Lex
1: Luger was Elizabeth, Elizabeth thing. But no, no, that's in that's in a couple of years when she winds up with Brian Cage.
0: So Did you like this? Did you like this, Robert, or did you? Yes, it was short. Perversely, liked it.
1: No, I enjoy. I, here's the deal. I liked it because it was short. Jungle Boy was a dick for like 20 seconds. Hook just came out of nowhere and was like, "I'm not going to fuck around. I'm going to go try to attack you." It was fine. Like this worked. Yeah. Except Tony didn't sell it at all. Tony was just kind of there.
0: Paying attention. I love Tony, but sometimes I feel like he just like sometimes he does this thing like that I do sometimes when you don't pay attention where like you don't say anything for a couple seconds and then you just go, this is great, huh, guys? You know? That is a
1: vintage Tony Schiavone, by the way. That is a vintage Tony Schiavone. Though I've never heard him say something positive ever
0: in real life but in the show all the time yes. M- mjf the big the big surprise mjf got adam cole to work out everybody i needed to tell that joke for mike lawrence uh the acclaimed and the first the bollywood boys no, no
1: we we know we, we can't blow past this because this is where i have more notes than i think anything else well i was trying to do show. the end of
0: the first hour but that's yeah, fine it's whatever this stuff, is more important yeah.
1: than yeah what the fuck are they doing <laughs> that's my note My note is here's here's why I'm frustrated with. Look, Max in this segment was great, and but he came across as a mid card comedy heel. The zoinks look when when Adam Cole started pumping iron was so (laughs) stupid, and like making fun of a fat guy like it's again it's weird mid card heat where this annoys me is and and people are gonna roll their eyes. I can already hear Mike rolling his eyes. When we did this story. With, oh,
0: no. I know, no, 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 no let, me, let me get where God I'm getting. With this, I'm, Here I'm, we I'm go. Fin- MLW.
1: No, 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 not, no. This is WWE. This is Eddie Guerrero oh. and Batista. This is. Yeah. Oh, no, we, it is. It is. Yeah. When we did the Eddie was pretending to be Batista's friend. The reason why that angle worked is because Batista was so clearly in on the joke and it was freaking Eddie out. Like, he's like, ah, I'm going to Dave, I'm going to get the best of you. And he's like, nah, man, I, th- I really think you're great. And he's like, wait, is, is he buying this? Is he not? Like, I don't know what's going on. And that's what made Dave a baby face here. I can't tell what Adam Cole's mindset is. Well, and I don't think
0: I thought he was doing the badista thing. But then by the end of the show, you're like, oh, is he kind of into it? I guess I, I get it. They want to layer the story a little bit, but.
1: It's just, it feels very mid card and and goofy. But, he's just uh, not ready
0: for the ch- He's not ready for the title. Cole's not ready for the title, man. And it's like you just had this dud of a program with Jericho. Give him someone else to get his heat back. Don't I'm put, put him in like a gym. Basketball. Yeah, don't put him in the fucking gym. Don't like. Yeah, it's it's like it's like putting Riddle in a rehab. Like, why are you? Why are you uh, highlighting the negative here? Um, okay, the acclaim versus Bollywood Boys and the Blade. Less said about that, the better. Except for. What, what's her name came out? God, uh, fucking Holly Cameron. Holly Cameron came out and cut a promo, which was like, I don't even know what's what she's like proving she's also musically talented. I mean, I just wanted the whole, I mean, you know, I used to hate the Suck it Chan, but this, the, the, I will say, suck, suck It needed to happen here. Um, a it's, like they brought,
1: King... it's like they brought back Jillian Hall.
0: Yeah. A Mox Kingston package, which was. I think probably the best thing on the show. This Um, was great. It was really good. And uh, Moxley and Kingston, you know, like you get such a different Moxley. You get such a different Kingston. You get these guys who are friends who are going through shit. It's just very compelling stuff, man. Um, uh, Matt Hardy is going to team with Jeff Jarrett. And uh, I feel like I just felt Mike Orange twitch in Los Angeles. (laughs) And then something we got to talk about, which is, Chris Jericho and Don Callis, I guess they're going to, like, Jericho, I I thought Callis has a faction with Takeshita and all those bodyguards, and Jericho has a faction of, like, 30 people. And are they going to merge him? Is it going to be a new one? If we do a new one, then it's going to be the same thing with the Inner Circle, where they're going to, like, take out Jericho Appreciation Society guys who are all heels, except for maybe, like, Danny Garcia right now because he does that fun little dance. I I, I don't understand. I mean, I will say this. It will be Crash TV. It's going to be very compelling because, I mean, Jericho's so fucking talented and so good that when he's great, you can't stop watching him. And when he's bad, you can't stop watching him. So I'm sure it'll be be fun for us to talk about, but I don't know who the fuck this helps. Robert?
1: Uh, uh, Not me. That's for damn sure. Uh, This was... It was weird because it was Jericho trying to do like this babyface promo for Edmonton, and I was like, "Are we? Are we uh, realizing the JAS has run its course? Heal Jericho is is you could only so many diminished returns. Maybe this is the we're going to turn him babyface and see who he can help get over. Otherwise, and then this Don Callis thing. Like, look, I get that they're in real life very good friends." Um, and and Chris telling his, his origin story and all that but even when Chris starts pointing out how fucking stupid this is he's like you want me to join your faction I already have a faction so obviously my answer to you and he keeps telegraphing it is like is maybe you're like what it, it I don't know where you're going with this and I get you're not supposed to like I can hear Scott's voice like you fucking nerd how do you not? Know, you're not supposed to know where it's going it's gonna be great I don't need to see Don Callis and Jericho together I don't need to see Don pretty much anybody.
0: I even point. think I mean I don't think Scott could defend this. I think I mean Scott's been I mean I think Scott's disliked uh, Jericho stuff before even we did, and I, I don't think the callus is going to help it.
1: And and I was a huge Jericho fan, like uh, younger, so it was like I was I, like I would love to see a renaissance of like the fun baby face Chris Jericho before he retires, but
0: oh, the goofy one, at least, or like a goofy bad. I don't know, man. It was just, uh, you know, and he, he's not even like, I get it. Stu sounds like boo, but nobody's going to be booing Stu Hart in Canada. No, bizarre. They were
1: booing Canada. Calgary.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's bizarre. Um, We have CM Punk promo, which I mean, he looks like he watched the show and then cut the promo. Cause it was, the least fire I've seen in a CM Punk backstage promo in a long time. Joe was great. Joe's always great. He'll always be the most underrated wrestler of underutilized guy of all time. Every, every company has fucked Joe up, whether it was TNA, whether it was WWE, whether it was AEW, they all like show you how good he is. And then immediately fuck it up.
1: How Uh, do you botch CM Punk Samoa Joe, by the way?
0: I don't know if they botched it. It's just, they're rushing it and making
1: it not feel special. That's what I'm saying. Like the build to this does not feel like epic anything
0: Al- alvarez thinks that this is going to be so joe goes over and they have it at wembley um, but i think it's going to be diminished returns by that point uh hour two uh cole <laughs> and mjf versus magic meet um cole and mjf have oh no a- you
1: forgot about the charismatic uh enigma roderick strong in a I know, neck race I-, I didn't
0: forget i skipped over it um oh, he sucks he does he's great in the ring he seems like a he's good, great
1: in the ring but he's so his promos aren't great negative charisma and he's been doing this for like 20 years
0: 20 years yeah he can't talk man um cole and mjf for his magic meat. i mean the match wasn't that good um and uh you know mjf was fun but it's you know we've we just somebody wrote like lawrence texted us on his thread we just saw this story with sammy so it's it's a little bizarre um Bit breaker, bit. Blah, 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 okay, bit. hold
1: on. But Max, Max calling for the double clothesline. popped me.
0: Yeah, that was fun. I mean, I will, I will give him that. He's
1: he super talented. But the birthday know? thing was fucking stupid.
0: Well, the, you know, and then he eats the kid. It's just, you know, you know the problem. They just, I don't know, man. I just,
1: <sighs> we have a. Break. But again, that was there was that moment where he's put the little uh like party blower into Cole's mouth, and Cole looked pissed, and that's why I'm like the gag here is supposed to be Adam Cole's in on the joke.
0: Also, I, I do think that cake guy could be MJF's assistant. Like I think MJF, like, I don't think MJF should ever have a manager, but I, I think that he should, who's the guy that Jericho had in WCW. Um, Ralphus. I think he would do great with a Ralphus. I do think MJF would do great with a Ralphus. I don't know if they're ever going to go that way, but it seems pretty fun. Um, Brits uh Brit Breaker promo. She she cuts the best promo on the roster. Brit vs. Ruby, so it was one of the better women's matches I've seen in a while with that company. Um, the right person won. Yeah. And uh Kenny Omegan Willer Utah had a really good main event. And of course, when it got interesting, <laughs> the Dark Order showed up, took and M- uh Hangman's Page away from him, and then and then we cut off air. <laughs> it was very it was. WCW, you know, times a million. Um, I don't know. What, what, what do you have to add to this, Robert? Oh, also, Will or mean face is very Sam the Eagle in the Muppets.
1: Yes, um, which which is just generally Gunther's face. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, look, Yuta looked good in there against Kenny, which is not that hard to do. It sucked that there was a uh, you know, the like Wheeler Uter Wheeler Uter. Wheeler Uta is a jobber sign that they cut to. Why would you not cut ha- to? not helping your main event? Like I get the idea behind the sign, but you don't want to highlight that when you're trying to sell this as your main event. And look, I, anybody, I was
0: yeah. I don't want anybody to have a heart attack, but they don't test for steroids, Wheeler. They don't test for steroids that's all i'm going to say <laughs> do what you need to do buddy do what you need to do
1: they're just not working <laughs> i don't know what it is all it's doing is making his beard grow thicker that's about <laughs> it, it.
0: Really it's like he's so small it's just add some fucking weight and what's bro. crazy
1: is this is bulked up yuda he was like oh. real thin when i dealt with him like like El Generico thin versus now Sami Zayn.
0: I know it's just like when Moxley looks like Brian Cage next to you. It's it's not, you know, not a great look. I'm uh, I don't uh, have any uh, fucking other notes except you for... got a, you
1: got a high spot and low spot. We can do high spot low
0: spot. Well, I'm just trying to say, if there's anything else oh. about Dynamite we need to say? Probably not, right?
1: Uh, That we're gonna see Danny Garcia and Sammy Guevara try to go beat tag champions.
0: Yeah. How I mean, sad I, did
1: Sammy I look in that glow. promo, by the way?
0: Oh my God. Sammy, it was like what's it when you're not a when you're a depressed baby face? Because that's his You're couple. Mike Lawrence. <laughs> uh Mike's a tweener, but Yeah, that's fair. High spot, low spot, high spot is probably gonna be the same as yours. Uh you know, the end of that fucking Uso's ramen match. I mean, how how do you get a higher spot than that? And a low spot for me um was uh was the Keith Lee how I mean I just the a classic burial of Keith Lee it was uh it was pretty it was pretty amazing I mean I just haven't seen I mean if I was Keith Lee that would be enough to be like all right like like he is justifiable like if there was like some sort of morality court on when you could break your contract with a wrestling company because they booked you that badly like he would be able to be like all right i i know that i have this contract for the next two years but this was this is an escape clause for me i, I can leave right now um astonishing stuff really uh robert high spot low
1: spot uh my high spot uh addition to all the money thanks stuff obviously this um little uzi vert who oh, obviously yeah. is big we were all big fans of that guy because we've all you know huge. Uh, the Nakamura song that he made is legitimately fantastic. Uh, do not understand 85% of it, but there's nothing the funny than that
0: Robert wasn't a rap by the way.
1: Yes. Pulling out of my, out of my gated community in Boca while blasting this to confused neighbors, uh, was definitely a, a high spot for me. Yeah. Um, it's a great song. Um, my my low spot, simply because this happened after we recorded last week, and we haven't touched on it since, uh, the passing of draws was, yeah. uh, was like, you know, if nothing else, the, the moment beyond the mat of Vince yelling that he's gonna puke is one of the all-time best moments in wrestling.
0: We talked uh, about it a little on Patreon, but, you know, you talk about, you know, getting lemons and making lemonade. I mean, that guy got dealt one of the worst hands you can get dealt and he still seemed like you know and, you know obviously he's only being interviewed by WWE.com for a couple minutes or other or other periodicals for a couple minutes but man he didn't have any of that dynamite kid in him and he was in a way worse situation than dynamite kid you know he has no mobility he just seemed like a great guy man it sucks this happened you know
1: it's sad i'm glad wwe at least put the you know the logo up before a bunch of the shows and. uh he was he was an enter- he was an interesting character. I will I will give you that. I mean the the, the Legion of Doom stuff was kinda
0: Well I mean nobody played yeah. that work man No but he no. was he
1: was fun and yeah. I think he's someone that really they they could have they could have put something together with him. Um but uh yeah that'll be my my low spot uh, of the week.
0: I, he was a big jack dude. I think what also kinda hurt him a little is that he kind of looked like Steve Austin a little bit. And I think that like, you know, it's back to Vince's thing where it's like well, we already have a bald guy with a goatee doing on the top. We have to have, you know, and he wasn't bald, but he had like kind of similar facial hair um, and, you know, nobody's fucking Steve Austin. So Um, yeah, I, I, uh, I agree. It was very depressing and, and, and it's, it's always sad, you know, it's when you get like um, and unfortunately I've, I've had to deal with this, but when you're, when you're dealing with that level of paralysis you know, is it, it's very easy, and I don't know. I, I forget. I, I did they give a cause of death on what he, how he passed away?
1: I didn't. I didn't look into it. I
0: didn't look did. into it, but it's it's very it's it's very precarious when you're that paralyzed because you can get an infection and not know it because you're not you know feeling it. So um, yeah, you know, hearts, you know, prayers up to his family. I don't know what happened, why, why how he passed away, but you know, it's you know it, the fact that he was able to, you know, I mean, this guy's been around for had this debilitating injury and then he lived for 25 fucking years after that, you know, and yeah. and and was able to hunt and you know, seemed like a great guy. It's uh super sad, man. Um Well, thank you Robert for ending on such a high note. Uh any uh, any high can you give us another high note Robert after that?
1: Um Oh, I was. Uh, so while I was away on my vacation, when I went away for five days, a uh, nice tropical beach resort, and I brought a couple books with me. One of the books I brought was uh, Ringmaster uh, by uh, Abraham Reitman about Vince McMahon. It's a biography about him. And it's a pretty scathing indictment about Vince. Like it goes into all the, the trials and tribulations, how he influenced Trump, all these things. And of course, like some random like late 50s guy in a Trump hat comes walking up to me while I'm laying out at the pool oh uh, that looks like a great book man Vince is awesome uh you 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 you're a big you a big Vince fan I'm like yeah no he's great isn't it true he stole the company from his dad and the look my wife gave me of like how do you find these fucking
0: people <laughs> I gotta read that book I think I'll read that book tonight so I'm excited to read it you can get it on Kindle right you can get it on Kindle
1: um sure. and uh and Abraham he was uh sorry, I'm sorry uh she um since the book was published to now uh Changed their name to Josephine, uh, was going to, to come on the show and then they got uh banned from Twitter. So, uh, they we, we,
0: well, why yeah, can th- so you have no way of contacting her?
1: We, that was how we, that was how we were communicating. That's how I got the, the, book why did they get banned the from publisher. Twitter? I don't know. All of a sudden, one day it was just this account has been suspended. Uh, they were a little incendiary about some of the, uh, Prior yeah, administration, made, like policies. the
0: term cisgender illegal or something on it. I don't know. I don't know if that was like, making a joke either. But hey, man, I mean, you know, talk about a fight that's going to draw Logan and uh, I'm not sorry, Logan, it does feel like a Logan Paul match, but uh, Zuck and Musk, brother, in the apparently it's going to happen in the Roman coliseum
1: Oh, that's going to be a that's going to be a, the, okay, so. The craziest thing about reading this, this Vince book is a side anecdote in it that's well, if nothing else, go read this book. Uh, Remember General Adnan from uh, SummerSlam 91?
0: Yes, 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 yes.
1: The story that they tell about this guy, how he was legit shoot friends with Saddam Hussein when they were kids. And then Saddam became a wrestling fan and brought Adnan in to like, meet with him when Adnan was becoming a, somewhat of a star in the 70s. And it's like, we must do a wrestling show here in Iraq. And they do a show in like their stadium. It's like thirty thousand people and a bunch of soldiers. And the main event is Adnan against Andre the Giant.
0: Who won? Two out of th- Adnan?
1: It of three. Two out of three falls match. And before the thing, like Saddam doesn't realize wrestling's a work, and is like, "You're gonna win, and you're gonna win for our country. And if not, I'm gonna put a bullet in that giant fucker's head." And like shows the gun, and they so and Adnan can't get to Andre. So while they're in the match, he's got him in a headlock. He's like, "I have to go over both falls." And Andre's like, "Huh?" He's like, "If not, they're gonna kill you." And he's like, <laughs> "Okay,
0: no problem, boss." It's so the only Adnan time...
1: wins both falls, and then while Andre is laying on the ground, like the soldiers start firing their guns in the air to celebrate, and Andre is legitimately afraid they're gonna shoot him.
0: Yeah, it's the only time Andre. Thanks, boss. Exactly. All right,
1: great book. Definitely go look at him.
0: I'm at the Amos Theater, Amus Theater in Pennsylvania this Saturday night. I got some other live stuff coming up. You can check out my, uh, I got a new wife. At live.
1: least it has AA in the name.
0: Uh, <laughs> you can follow me on Instagram. I post, you know, a couple videos every week and what, you know, the stuff that uh, I'm working on. I've got a new podcast coming out at the end of July, July 27th, The It Couple. Uh, we are opening, it's uh, we, me and my wife, we review uh, horror movies, some good, some bad, uh, our first guest is uh, is Henry Zabrowski. I, I'm trying to show my wife, uh, my wife, different clips to, um, to uh, different movies to show there's there's something more horrifying than being married to me. So check it out. Robert, got any
1: plugs? Follow me on Twitter at WW creative underscore ISH. And for the Patreon at the ten dollar tier, something to sports entertainment with. I'll be doing a bonus episode this weekend talking all things smackdown since i was uh, away i will cover i'll be covering raw and smackdown size edition for that for you guys coming this weekend and then i'll be back on monday reviewing uh reviewing raw
0: well that's it, folks robert's back in hell so uh until then folks it's never goodbye and watch your damn hands